0: Welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We have another exciting episode of Blue Line Hockey Club, episode 90 tonight. We have all of the usual suspects sitting in with us tonight. We have our producer, Patrick Larry Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. What? And our IT guy, the local nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters. How we doing, Pete?
1: Hey, how
0: you doing? More on sports guru, Derek, the train, he too. What's up, Pete Train? What's up, sweetos? And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark, not Dr. Morley. Oh, Doctor! Special guest with us tonight, Doug McClain. Doug McClain looks like he's listening to some uh, TV over there or something. What's going on, Doug?
2: Well, it's kind of quiet here in South Florida. Just, uh, you know, get along, yeah. a little bit of golf, a little bit of beach, a little bit yeah. of pickleball. It's, yeah, it's busy, but <laughs> right. that's what retirement does, you know?
0: Yeah, big cold truck coming you ever in played, in Have car. you ever played pickleball?
3: No. I no.
2: Looks like fun. Don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's like slowed,
0: slowed down tennis, right?
2: Exactly, slowed down tennis is exactly what it is.
0: But anyway, it's fun. It's good. <laughs> Things are good. I'm following the
2: hockey. It's, uh, it's kind of fun to see the trade deadline and all the exciting action. Berkey sent me a note today. He said, "What did you think of uh, the deadline?" You know, who do you think did well? I'm thinking, like, did anybody really do well? I mean, was it really? The Metropolitan tried to load up. So Jason Zucker is a big acquisition. Like, are you serious? Minnesota's been trying to get rid of him for two years. So I said, Berkey, I'm not sure they did all that. Kovalev, oh, my God, Washington got Kovalev. Like, seriously, L.A. couldn't wait to get rid of him. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, those were the big acquisitions. It was a big day. Eight hours on Sportsnet and eight hours on TSN to see Kobe go to Washington. Wow. I
4: and Zucker,
2: well, he went two days early. And anyway, seriously, give me a break. It was like a disaster.
0: Yeah, I think that maybe the biggest trade that came out of it was maybe Trochek. I mean, as far as.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like, Neither. so here you've got, like, I, I live 40 minutes from the building. So you got Florida Panthers go all out and they give Sergey Bobrovsky $70 million to come to Florida. <laughs> they give Quinville $6 million a year to come to Florida because they're going to make all this, you know, this, this unbelievable challenge in the Atlantic. So now I'm hearing they're going to cut payroll and they got to get rid of Trochuk to cut payroll. And he's their number two center, but they really like him more as a winger. They don't see him as a centerman. Like, seriously, what is going on, boys? And they're, they're two points. Behind. So either them or the Leafs are making the playoffs. One or the others going to make the playoffs and right. they get rid of Trochuk, who's a bit of a grinder, a bit of a battler. I kind of like him, but they weren't happy with this year and now I am and they want to cut payroll in Florida and they're two or four points out of the playoffs. Like it doesn't make sense to me, but anyway, look, it was an exciting trade deadline. I mean, really exciting. Vatman went to Carolina, you know, what more can I say?
3: Doug with uh, Trojax though, I mean, his trade value was pretty low, right? I mean, he's coming off that ankle fracture. Um, I mean,
0: 2017
3: and 18, he had 75 points in 82 games. You know, he's only played 55 games. I mean, if they would have held on to him for another year or two, I mean, they kind of, I mean, could have got much, much more.
2: Well, he's got, you know, the problem is he's got, what, 10 goals this year and they're really disappointed in his performance. But like, to me, I watched the Panthers last year a lot. He was a heart and soul guy for them for whatever reason. He stumbles this year and doesn't have a good year, and he's at five point five million, which happens. Guys, it happens all the time. You have a guy that has a big year, you pay them, you pay them a lot of money, and all of a sudden, then you're desperate to get rid of them. That that's the salary cap era. That's what happens. And there's no doubt in my mind the five plus million was a factor. But you know what? Pretty good player, pretty good character guy. I liked the way he played. I think he was an important guy, and I, I I really would have thought looking at the big picture that Dale Talon is trying to move to five million because they desperately want a defenseman. They desperately need a defenseman. So I'm I'm thinking, okay, they're moving Trochex five and a half million and they're gonna bring in a defenseman because Matheson is in the doghouse so badly, way overpaid, and Yandel is playing well. ekblad has been okay but Bobrovsky's getting hammered. He's not very good. He hasn't been very good. He, we know he's a great goalie, but he's been getting hit hard because their defense is so bad. And I thought for sure, you move Trocek out and you bring in a defenseman. That's not what happened. So whether Dale got caught, couldn't find anybody. But for me, that was the reason for moving Trocek. And yet it didn't happen. So now they're fighting with the Leafs for that last playoff spot. And one of the two is going to get in, guys. One of the two is going to get in. Scary. And Trocheck lost to me, hurts the Panthers and helps Toronto.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: No doubt. So, hey, Doug. Your arms.
4: Yeah, Doug, talk about – I'd like to talk about a little bit about the New York Rangers, if you don't mind. Um, what do you think about – well, a couple of things, you know, they sent Brady Shea to uh, Carolina, got a first round pick uh, in compensation, the lack of movement on Lundquist, I guess, and then the extension of Kreider. You want to give any uh, of your overall view of how uh, New York was at the deadline?
2: I, I, I like the crowd. I like Kreider's 29 years of age. I, I think they're really doing it right there. I think they're going to, you know, Panarin comes in as a young guy. Imagine getting a young guy Panarin's age as a restricted agent So. JD pulls a scam of all scams. You know, he leaves Columbus. He leaves Columbus, and he, and he brings Panarin with him. Like Bobrovsky gets ripped. JD walks with Panarin, and he's in. And he they have him dropping the puck in Columbus the next time he's in town. Like seriously, he he he's the greatest PR machine in the. He's a great friend of mine, but he's the greatest PR machine in the history of hockey. So they yeah. get Panarin. And how good has he been? And you, you keep Kreider at 29 years of age, like Kreider took less money and he took, he, so they, they beat Kreider on the money and Kreider beat them on the term. That's what happened in the deal. And I know that for a fact because I talked to them. So one wins on salary, one wins on term. Both sides are really happy. I like the Kreider. I like the Kreider. You're, you're, you're going to rebuild. But Kreider's a really good, solid player that a lot of teams really wanted. So I like that move. Shea, I I don't think that's a big deal for them. I I really don't. I think they get the first-round pick at the stage of where they are because they're in a bit of a rebuild, I I thought it was a good move. So I like what they did. Lundquist is a really challenging thing. They picked up Berube, so they don't have to worry about the expansion draft. Because they couldn't, they couldn't expose Lundqvist after he sits out next year. They got a million, they got a seven or eight million dollar problem with Lundqvist salary cap wise. Luckily, they're in a rebuild, and they get around that? But he's a legend there. He's an icon. It's a really touchy situation. It's driving JD and Gordon crazy as to how mm-hmm. they solve this
1: mm-hmm. because they got their
2: two goalies they want. It's an uncomfortable situation. I think knowing JD the way I know him, I think they'll handle it properly, and they'll figure out a way to make it work for everybody. But it's not easy. But Berube was a key pickup because he can be exposed to Seattle, and because Berube or because Lundquist's contract situation, he couldn't be unrestricted free agent. And
4: you know, and they
2: got the two kids they want. So it's not easy, but they'll. I think they'll figure
4: it out. I really do. You think they're a playoff team this year? You think they sneak in?
2: You know what? I, I, they're right there. They're right there. I mean, Carolina helped their cause a lot. I like the Islanders. I like Trotsy. They're right there. I mean, it's that close. It's it's the way it is on both sides. I mean, who's getting in? Who's not getting in? I don't. Maybe they won't get in, but certainly they're playing as well as anybody right now.
4: Yeah, they're doing good stuff. I don't see sure.
2: Buffalo getting in and they picked up Simmons for the stretch run. like, <laughs> Oh my God, seriously, give me a break. <laughs> like I'm retired,
3: but what the hell is going on there? <laughs> like, I know. Seriously. And would, anyway. you, would you would move to Buffalo so you can figure get that all squared away? Would you do
1: that? <laughs> like, what <is> going on? <laughs> and
2: I, I mean I like Jason, but come on, this is getting goofy. You got Eichel. <laughs> what is he gonna say at the end of the year? And he's a good kid. I mean, he's a star. Jason, you know, picks up Simmons to get him in the playoffs. I mean, Simmons didn't have a point in Nashville when they made the trade last year. He had a horrendous year. But you got to try. you got to try. So give Jason credit. But I don't know what's going on. I, I, I watched the Sabres. One night they looked like a good team. The next night they look awful. I feel bad for them because the fan base, you know, they're solid. Yeah. i like jason i just uh, i don't know and that for some reason i like their team but they just can't seem to put it all together it's, it's unfortunate really it is
3: bogosian went to uh tampa i see that too he was uh sent down to the miners for a little bit yeah
2: well it's an easy pickup for tampa you know you get him for yeah. a million dollars pro rated it slides in he's a veteran guy and Maybe it'll rejuvenate him. It wasn't a good situation for him there for whatever reason. Like this was a top guy. This was a, this was the Petroangelo draft where there was a bunch of stars drafted. Remember, I mean, I don't know if he's third or fourth overall in that draft and he's been good, but not great. But it just, it wasn't a fit. But for Tampa in a short term situation, I don't mind that. I mean, they got Shaq Kirk there in a one year deal. They got him there in a short term deal. I mean, maybe. You know, with some injury problems there with McDonough, man, you know, it may end up being a, a good, solid depth move for Tampa Bay because they got to win. Like, talk about a team that's got to win in the playoffs. They're a team that's got to win. So it'll be fun. The playoffs are going to be fun. Yeah, they definitely need to redeem
0: themselves down there in Tampa. What do you think about the, uh, the deal out there in, in Chicago and Vegas, pick, Vegas picking up another goalie for a playoff push here? Um, what do you think of that deal?
3: Two solid goals. Well, yeah. for, for
0: my for my buddy George
2: Gallant, I'm thinking, okay, just a minute. I watched the last six games he coached in Vegas, and he had zero goaltending. Zero goaltending. I mean, uh, in fairness, Flurry, uh, you know, lost his dad, devastated, unbelievably tough situation for for a goalie that's been the, the Vegas franchise, and really, you know, really has stum- stumbled and struggled with it. Now he's bounced back, but. It, Tough, tough emotional situation for Furry. And Subban couldn't win a game. And Gerard gets fired. And now they bring in Leonard, who... I mean, look, he's 16-10 and 10 with Chicago, with a very average team. The kid's had a heck of a year there. He's battled back from lots of adversity. I I like Leonard. I think Leonard is a is a really good goaltender. He looks like he's got his life in order. And uh, I, I thought it was a great move for Vegas. I really do. I mean, they're going to go into the West... Versus St. Louis, Colorado, the Canadian teams. It's going to be an unbelievable race. But for me, I don't see any of them as good as Colorado and St. Louis. If Colorado's healthy, if St. Louis is healthy with Tarasenko coming back, I don't see anybody competing with those two teams. But the playoffs are strange, you know. So good moves by Vegas, to be quite honest. Even, you know, the defenseman from uh, L.A. is a good pickup for them. So I, I thought Vegas had a good deadline.
3: Yeah, and, you know, like we touched on it before, that it was kind of a, a dead trade deadline. You know, it was kind of boring. Um, you know, I thought maybe uh, Minnesota was going to send some players. They talked about Zach Parisi going to the Islanders. Nothing happened there. I know that we talked about um, Zucker going to uh, uh, Pittsburgh, but um, what's the Wild got to do out there? They still koivu i mean this is his last year
2: well you know they i remember a couple of years ago when hockey central noon we were t- sitting there talking and i said okay j- just a minute you, you got the you got the minnesota wild with 12 guys 32 years of age and over. like where where's their future you know like seriously where is their future it is ugly it's scary. And it still is. They've <clears throat> yeah. gotta they've they they're gonna have to retool, rebuild, and figure this out. And Bruce Boudreaux gets fired, Billy Guerin goes in. Billy Billy's a good man, young guy, you know, a great career. Hopefully he's gonna do a really good job. But whether Billy Billy knows it, he's gotta retool this team. He he's gotta he's gotta retool. You got Suter and Paris Hay at $97 million contracts that the owner signed. And uh, <laughs> Leopold's a tough guy. He's a tough guy because he wants to win. Let's not forget, he left Nashville to go to Minnesota because he thought Minnesota was going to be a Stanley Cup champion. And it hasn't worked out that well. And unfortunately, the, the Parise and Suter contracts have not helped the situation and have not helped the chemistry in the room. So they got two issues. They got a chemistry problem in the room,
1: and they also
2: have a challenge with youth. They got to they got to rebuild, and I don't see where it's going anywhere fast in a positive way. I just don't see it. So to me, Chuck went in there. Chuck was there eight or ten years. It wasn't good. It didn't go well. So we'll see what happens.
1: Doug, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, uh, we'll switch a little bit here. Columbus being second place in the wild card. You know, with them losing Panarin and Bob and uh, Duchesne, you know, I, I'm wondering if uh, if Torts wasn't uh, right when he was pissed off seeing those guys leave. I mean, they're battling right now with uh, you know a lot of injuries, and they're still second. You know, looking second place for the wild card. I mean, what do you what are your thoughts on Columbus?
2: Well, uh, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, they lost. Bobrovsky and they lost to Marin and they lost to Shane and then their president left nobody ever talks about JD leaving I mean seriously give me a friggin break (laughs) so anyway I I think I think that Torts has done maybe one of his best coaching jobs of his career you know I watched him a lot to me he's done an amazing job. I mean, I, I remember watching his press conference when Corpusala was injured in that in that goofy situation, and I'm thinking, Torch, you you guys are done. You're done. And that's after losing Bobrovsky and after Duchesne and after you know Panarin. And they were right there. This is a team and I and I, I seriously believe this guy. If they wouldn't have lost Seth Jones, this team is in the playoffs right now, and nobody's catching them. The Seth Jones, a loss, a couple of weeks ago, was a real devastating situation for this team that has played so hard. They had lost Atkinson, they lost all these guys. They had last guys. They played last night in Minnesota with thirty-three million dollars out of their lineup, and they battled <laughs> in a hard loss. So to me, Torrance has done a heck of a job this year, maybe his best coaching job, and. Full marks for them. Corpusello comes back. He he filled in the other night. He played last night. Elvis got hurt. I mean, it's been like scary there. And yet they're still hanging in and full marks to them. Full marks to them.
4: Yeah. Doug, yeah. I would ask you one last question on this trade stuff. What do you think about uh Ottawa sending away Pajot? Do you think anybody in Ottawa has a fucking clue what they're doing or not? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, Brian Murray, Brian Murray's favorite player in the world was Pajot, and I could never figure out why. And then I realized that his father was Brian Murray's assistant when he coached junior hockey. There so Pajot, but, you know, Pajot was a really valuable. He's one of those guys on your team you absolutely love when you're a coach and when you're a teammate. But to get what they got for him, it was a no-brainer. So they're sitting there with 14 yeah. picks in this year's draft. Eight picks in the first two rounds, if I'm not mistaken. This is a chance to retool their team and rebuild their team and Pageot, they couldn't come to agreement with them. Whatever they offered them, I don't know. But you know what? They're they're trying to rebuild. But here's the challenge, guys. You've got fourteen picks in this year's draft. Where are they gonna get the money to sign all these guys?
4: That's what I'm saying. That thinking.
2: will be the interesting challenge as you move forward. So I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good day for Dorian. I thought it was uh It was good to it's it's really easy when you're a general manager to get rid of players. I was really good at getting rid of players. I wasn't very good at getting players. You know? So you gotta you know, it's it's getting players is the tougher part. So we'll see what happens. But I I hope for Ottawa's sake they're positioned really well, especially with their top picks with the the Carlson situation. You know, they got Brady Kachuk, I mean I think they're positioned pretty well, guys. So we'll see what happens down the road. I hope it works out for them.
0: Yeah, so, you know, the trade line wasn't very exciting. I think the media pretty much covered the Zamboni driver Ayer's uh, winning <laughs> over Toronto. I think that was like the media coverage of the week instead of the trade deadline, which is pretty sad.
2: Yeah, Toronto's, uh, it's, well, it's the Yankees and the NHL, as Berkey said, you know, when he got the job. So, you know, you yeah. got to cover them fully you know so <laughs> hopefully they make the playoffs but it's one of the, either them or Florida getting in so it's going to be fun to watch so yeah uh, definitely. When I'm, now that I'm not living in Toronto I don't have to really worry about it that much you know <laughs> but they got their work cut out for them
0: hey just one last thing before we let you go um Ovi's had his uh, 700 club goal scoring win or whatever you want to call it the other night and they had the ceremony for him at the uh, game the other day and they had the montage with Gretzky and all the other 700 club guys there. Um, do you think Ovi's got a chance to catch Gretzky on this one?
2: I would have said, I mean, I remember
0: arguing with Dave Amber a couple years ago, saying,
2: not a chance this is going to happen.
1: <laughs> you know
2: what, guys? I, I was at the draft I was at the draft when Ovi was drafted, and I, I remember thinking, well, how good is this guy going to become? Well, he gets 700 goals, gets 700 goals, and he's had a marvelous career. And you know what? I wouldn't put it by him. I, I don't think he catches Gretzky. I don't think he does, but he might. He might. He's he's Is he is he the next Gordie Howl Hockey? I don't know, but he's a machine and he deserves a ton of credit. For all the heat he took in Washington and not winning and getting beat, and get, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past the guy, but I kind of hope not because I'd like to see Gretzky keep the record,
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <fine>. <laughs> There's a lot of people, I think, feel the same way, actually. They're the great one. You don't want to see that record broken. And Gretzky actually yeah. even said, you know, people – he thinks of himself as a playmaker, not a goal scorer. So. Yeah. Was yeah, boy right for sure. Well, boys, it's been a pleasure having Doug on tonight. We appreciate you uh, taking some time in retirement and uh, speaking with the Blue Liners. And we'll
3: have to talk some more hockey with you down the road.
2: Okay,
0: guys, all the best. Take
2: care,
3: man. All, all right, Here, Doug. Hit him straight, Doug. get him straight.
0: All right, Doug McLean tonight, boys. Uh, it's always good to have him on the show. Uh, just a wealth of knowledge, you know, just whatever we ask him. He's got a great answer for it uh you know it's just like like pat says an encyclopedia of hockey when we talk to some of these great uh hockey analysts so there's good perspective on what's going on in the trade down even though even though there wasn't a ton of ton of trades that we were notable um there was a lot of movement um and kind of and doug broke that down for us pretty well tonight
3: yeah i mean overall i think we all came up with the same conclusion that it was it was pretty boring um i thought i thought maybe New York was gonna do a trade with Lungquest. That would have been big news. Um, I thought, you know, Minnesota was gonna let some people go. They didn't do anything. Um, I thought Joe Thornton was gonna go somewhere. Um, He's he's still there in San Jose. Um, So it was pretty boring, uh, like you said, uh, Mark, that the um, backup goalie in Toronto was the main, you know, kind of took over the trade deadline um regarding news. Um couple things happen, you know, trochek uh, JG Paggio going to Islanders. I mean, that's some big news. Um
0: Liner but, to yeah, Vegas kind of a big liner deal. to
3: Vegas. So nothing too crazy. But yeah, having Doug come on and talk to us and breaking it down. I mean, it's top notch. Um, not too many podcasts out there can get Pierre McGuire and Doug McClain on to chat with us and break down hockey for you. So um um subscribe and listen to uh blue Line hockey club um get some more nhl guests um top line guests for everyone and break down hockey period but uh yeah pretty pretty uh pretty boring trade deadline now now we're getting into the playoff push yeah
1: 20 games yeah. left boys 20 games left
3: so just to
0: talk about that a little bit with uh was this david Ayers? is that what was his name, first name david yeah uh, the the zamboni driver is actually the Zamboni driver for the Marlies or or something like that right so yes yeah um, that was an interesting thing I mean that's obviously been always been on today's show I think I saw a rundown of his yeah. press conferences for the last two days and I think he did like, like 10 different uh, shows and stuff like that so sure, uh, I also saw they were good like they say they were going to put like his stick in the hall of fame or something like that like the first goalie to ever win a game uh, so it was
3: a record broken, something to do. I'm not too keen on what the record was again, but do you know Derek? It was something the oldest
4: oldest goalie to get his first start, I believe, and oldest goalie to get his first win. First uh, win, yep, yep, yep. So I think you know that combined, you're you're probably onto something. I don't know exactly if something's gonna go in the Hall of Fame or not, but um, yeah. I think uh, he, I think this guy definitely feels like he is on hall of fame level right now with the attention he's getting and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it was really, I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch. I mean, like I remember Pat uncle Lardy here when, when he first got put into the game, Pat, I remember you getting a a text message on the group message here that we have saying, Holy shit. He let in the first shot that he faced. This is going to be a nightmare basically, but it turned out to be kind of a Cinderella story. I mean, it was so cool watching that guy, um, you know, going to the locker room afterwards. Here he goes, you know, for Carolina, they're playing Toronto. He's wearing it. He's wearing a freaking Toronto helmet. Marley.
3: Yeah, Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: know what I mean? It's like, holy shit. But, you know, he goes out there and, you know, he's obviously the, the, the lights were pretty bright when he first went out there and it took him a little while to settle in, but you know, it was awesome. I mean, this is like a freaking. I know I, sometimes I, when I'm uh, asleep at night, I dream sometimes that I'm waking up playing hockey somewhere still, because I wish I was, but um you know that's what he had and what that's what happened this guy fucking had the dream of his life come true and he made the most of it so I you can see why it gets a lot of attention and it's pretty awesome but uh, yeah
3: and a lot for the listeners out there a lot of people are confused so every NHL game each home team has to provi- provide an emergency goaltender for that reason either the home team or the away team if both goalies get injured, you know, they can't just um, cancel the game or put in, you know, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. or (laughs) someone in that. So they have an emerging uh, emergency goalie and uh, that's what he was. So he actually um, worked for the Toronto organization. Like we said, he had Toronto Marley's helmet, drove the Zamboni for uh, Toronto um, and, you know, uh, Carolina needed a goaltender and, uh, you know, it took a little while for him to get his equipment on, but he got out there and got a, got a win, um, but he's no, go- you know, just some random Zamboni driver. He actually played a, in the AHL, um, had, a, had a bad kidney and uh, had to have a kidney transplant. His mother gave him a kidney and uh, that kind of deterred his uh, hockey career um, still working for the Toronto, um, you know, team or franchise as a Zamboni driver. I think he does a few other things too, but, uh, yeah, great story, Cinderella story for sure. But I just wanted to let all the listeners know, you know, that's what happens that, you know, every NHL game, there is an emergency backup goalie in the arena. Um, and, uh, so that's what David Ayers was. So great for him. Yeah, I, I did see that that's
0: happened a couple of times in the past where he's had to go down into the locker room and get dressed, but he's never, you know, got called into the game. And in this case, he was down there waiting. He was in the locker room with I don't know. If the first goalie goes down, they call him, hey, get your stuff on. There's only one goalie. Yeah. And so they called him and said, hey, you're in. He's like, what? Really? <laughs> threw his shit on and went out there. But um, I did see something today that the owners are looking to change that rule. Um, I don't know if like both teams are going to have to have their own goalie now or what the rule change is, but I guess there's going to be some kind of change. With-
3: oh, okay. Yeah, so, I, he, I did see that today. And he doesn't get paid for that either. I mean, he's it's just an emergency goalie. I thought he did. I thought he got a minor league contract for a day making, you know, seven, eight grand, but he doesn't get paid at all. Um, so I just wanted to. No, he's, probably,
4: he's probably making some money on those all those shows he's going to. And oh. He's got his
1: own jersey now in the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, line. Yeah, number 90 has yeah. gone into the stores. Yeah. From yeah. yeah, what, what I hear, it, it's flying off the shelves already, too. So.
4: Yeah, pretty cool. Power, it's the power of capitalism, boys. There
3: you <laughs> go. And, and just, uh, just to get – let's touch on Ovechkin again, just because that's huge, um, you know – talking about it you know in 20 30 years when people are listening to this podcast for Ovechkin, i mean he's just unstoppable I don't, I don't know how else to say i you know i i disagree with doug what well, he just said earlier that he doesn't think he'll beat it but uh i think there's a really really good chance that he's he's gonna be pushing it's gonna be fucking close if he stays healthy the, i mean he just has another, he just got another goal or two the other night but uh um just getting 700 goals in the <laughs> NHL is unreal. I think
4: you're I I know Pat on previous on a previous podcast I know I said that I didn't think he would beat Gretzky's um record simply because he plays such a physical style of hockey, right? So um at with that said, now that I kind of continue to think about this whole process and whether or not he can or can't do it, you know, he's so durable that Maybe that's not a factor. The more I think about it, you know, maybe it's not a factor that he plays such a physical brand of hockey. And the guy yeah. is just, you know, is a freak of nature when it comes to the way he plays the game. He doesn't play the game like Gretzky. He, he actually, in my opinion, he plays a, a more well rounded game than Gretzky played. You Definitely. know, he, he's in the defensive zone. He's in the offensive zone. He's playing in the neutral zone. He's wrecking people, giving um, up his body, giving up his body constantly. So, I mean, for the, for the brand of hockey he plays, I actually. Like you say, you know, like the nostalgic hockey people that all of us are, you kind of want Gretzky to hold that record forever. But at the same time, when you watch the brand of hockey that Ovechkin plays and to have him put up the kind of points that he puts up, still playing that brand of hockey, you got to root for him. You know, so yeah. um, could it happen? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll be pulling for him all the way because I love the way he plays the game. Plus the his wife that's
3: smoking that's hot.
1: That's <laughs> true.
3: The only yeah. thing
1: add to yep. that is that you know the way the game has gotten softer um, you know that obviously is in favor for him even playing the physical game that he is playing he's playing it in a softer uh, NHL game so I think that lends for his extended you know the, the question is can he stay healthy for the next couple of years if he can he's going to break the record if he can you know that's the end of it but I think the way the NHL is now he's one of the tougher guys in the league and those guys are going away they're not coming in so
0: yeah I I, uh, I saw an interview with Gretzky about this the 700 goal and um he basically said when he was catching Gordie Howe um, you know, he went, Gretzky talked to his dad and he's like, dad, you know, I feel bad. Like, I know I feel bad if I break this record, you know, and he's like, you know, you, he, his dad, you know, just gave him some confidence and told him, hey, you know, this, you're a good player. You deserve to be there. And Gordie Howe was following Gretzky around to be there when he broke his record and to shake his hand and say congratulations. And he, Gretzky's kind of taken that on to himself to be there for Ovechkin. And to congratulate him if he breaks his record, and he's all about, you know, he doesn't care really that much. I guess if he breaks it, he just wants. Yeah, to be fuck him.
1: He, on his own. He wants,
0: like, he he is <laughs> fully supporting Ovechkin on this, and he wants to take a, a card out of what Gordy Howe did for him, to yeah. um, make him feel comfortable for breaking this record, because there are, are a lot of people out there that don't it's want
1: this record. Be broke. It's huge, yeah, yeah, there's two sides, you either want Jetsky forever or, you know, you want to see that game the game and the records are there to be broken, right? Yeah,
0: yeah so we'll be talking about this for the next few years. Uh, I, obviously, it'll be 800 next and, um, you know, that'll be in the next couple of years and we'll be talking about it again. So good stuff. All right, boys, well, we, we got a lot of hockey to talk about uh, in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, Rob said earlier that we have a 20 games left gonna go by pretty quickly um so we'll be covering all that playoff push wild card stuff the bubble teams uh in the next couple podcasts
3: yeah well, hopefully we'll, we'll get some take, good uh, guests on uh sorry uh, i was just letting, letting them know maybe getting ray shero on the former gm of the uh new jersey devils uh rich Peverly, uh we got him lined up to come on talking about uh you know he uh, collapsed on the bench just like jay bowmeister of the uh, uh st louis blues um, same scenario. So we got uh, Rich Beverly coming on to talk about that kind of shed some light on uh, those issues. He, he, he actually uh, pushes for that um, now as a job for the NHL um, and uh, Clayton Keller coming on. Uh, we're going to get Clayton Keller on talking about the uh, Arizona Coyote. So a lot of guests coming on while we're talking about the uh, playoff push and playoffs. So um super serious super series, dad, huh? listen to a super series yeah. elite podcast we just got a. um we're uh doing a new podcast for the super series elite showcase it's for youth tournaments throughout the united states and canada um we're really excited to uh be touching um to just be able to uh uh be in that uh, realm with those guys and talk about these young kids growing up and Um, so that's on our website too there's a Super Series Elite uh, um, link on our website and we're doing a podcast for that so uh, a lot of NHL players talking with us on that aspect of the podcast too so a lot of things going on Blue Line Hockey Club yeah definitely if you
0: haven't heard of uh, Super Series Elite uh, showcases the best hockey players in the country at at the young age and the youth levels up to U16 um, you know, future NHLers, I'm sure, coming out of some of these teams. If you got the best yeah. teams, in, you know, best teams in the country playing in this
3: tournament. So,
1: yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm looking forward to actually being at these events and seeing one of these young kids pull off the stretch or the Michigan, you know, the lacrosse style goals. I, I, I can't wait to see what these young kids uh, pull out of the box
3: yeah and we'll be we'll be at some of the ter- showcases throughout the year uh, toronto i think will be our first one a couple of uh, two or three of the guys will be up there so uh stay tuned for those podcasts
0: yeah, for sure boys all right check us out on youtube if you want to watch us live on youtube and you want to see the video we're uh got our own channel there now check out all our podcasts our future uh, present podcast will be on there and if you want to see our stuff on facebook and twitter get on there as well all right boys another great podcast with doug mcclain until next time keep your stick on the ice ho yeah.
1: oh, doctor Lift oh. your head up